The strengths and pitfalls of science were on public display during the Flint water crisis, during which scientists found high levels of lead in that Michigan town's water supply. For those scientists involved in revealing the lead contamination to the public, including the graduate students who handled the brunt of the groundwork, their careers and outlooks on science changed fundamentally. I'm Katie Burke, and this is the American Scientist Podcast. I spoke with one of those grad students, Siddhartha Roy, who served as the communications director for the Flint Water Study, conducted at Virginia Tech. After results from their independent study showed that many people's homes had unsafe levels of lead in their tap water, Roy and his lab mates notified people as quickly as they could. Um, initially, when we started calling people with their lead results, uh, you know, uh, I wrote a script. I was like, okay, hello, Mr. Miss, here are, here are your results, uh, and this is what it means, and therefore you can do one of these things. Could be do not drink your water in a bottled water, uh, get a filter, or, or flush your water for five minutes, or any of these, whatever applied to their case. So wait, you wrote a script just to like make sure that you had all your bases covered, that you'd given them all the information they needed and didn't forget or leave anything out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we did. But that's not how conversations work on the phone. So, you know, people would tell us their stories, tell us about how they, someone in the family is sick, or uh, simply when I would tell them you can buy a, f- a lead filter, and then I'd be asked, uh, so how much is a lead filter? And I'd say, Thirty to forty dollars, and I would hear back, "Oh, I live on social welfare. There is no way I can afford thirty to forty dollars in in at least the next two months." So there are times we felt so helpless that we we did not know what to do. Um, so one of us, uh, an amazing grad student, he was he couldn't take it anymore. I stopped uh, doing phone calls because it was taking a toll on me. So. It, this another guy, this amazing guy did it. And what was Anurag, his name? Anurag uh, was a graduate student, uh, uh, again, working with Dr. Edwards. That's Anurag Manta, another Ph.D. student who played an instrumental role in the Flint Water Study. The study was headed up by civil engineer Mark Edwards, who runs the lab in which Siddhartha also works. He did most of the phone calls. And he set up uh, an online fundraising campaign, the first, actually, in this whole saga, where, and he was the first to donate. He was like, uh, I don't care. I'm a poor grad student, but I'm putting money in for this. So uh, that said the president, and about two weeks later, there were hundreds of thousands of dollars being raised uh, in the city for residents. So I think uh, what this shows is when you are a scientist with the expertise, that is not all you can give. You can also uh, be a compassionate ear, just listen to people's stories, because they have not been heard for a, for a long time. While initially motivated by the emotional outpouring caused by the Flint water crisis, Siddhartha says he was ready to deal with the discovery of what turned out to be the unethical acts that allowed the Flint water crisis to happen in the first place. That readiness was thanks to a class he took on ethical dilemmas, co-taught by his graduate advisor, Mark Edwards. The class that Mark teaches is called Engineering Ethics and the Public. It's a unique graduate-level class funded by the National Science Foundation and taught by an engineer and an anthropologist. So that's unique. Um, I took the class in my first semester, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that it changed my life because it put into perspective everything that I wanted in a career, when I say I want to help people, 
how do I substantiate that? So the class gave me you know, real case studies where people were struggling with ethical questions and they're not typically black and white. You know, uh, Dr. Edwards often says, it's not a question of if you'll face an ethical dilemma, it's a question of when. I took the class, it changed on what kind of career I want to have. It changed my perspective on what classes should I take, how should I approach my graduate school life. You know, uh, I could work on myself while working on my research, and that was something, that was an idea that was foreign to me. How has your study of Flint changed you? I think uh, primarily when, so when I applied to graduate school, my idea of working in environmental engineering was, uh, you know, wanting to help people, serve society, uh, serve mankind. But uh, when I talk to other people in my field, the, view of the way they look at science and the work of science, uh, scientists is mostly, you know, you know doing fine, making groundbreaking discoveries. Uh, but it's mostly isolated in that they don't interact much with the public. And maybe this is a perception, maybe this is how th the reality is. But Flint showed us th the value of of looking at science as a force for public good, uh, which I think was originally the idea of why uh, the federal government and state government funded a lot of good science, both basic and applied research. So uh, the the goal of uh, any research, I think, uh, or most re research should be, you know, uh, bettering uh, the human condition, uh, you know, focusing on our collective well-being, and that's what has happened in the past 100, uh, 200 years. The quality of life we enjoy has been because of scientists, and the work has uh, immensely benefited uh, society. So I think we forget that. We forget this basic premise of why we you know, come into research in the first place, many of us. So Flint, I think, has given me a human perspective a more and made me more comfortable with uh, emotion in science. and. I don't look at it as uh, an impediment to doing good science, as has been traditionally uh, thought of. So uh, Flint gave me some real connections, uh, genuine friendships uh, with, and you know, the the idea that I could use my uh, my expertise, my knowledge to benefit others. What could be more noble? So a lot of us uh, in the group, uh, students mostly, as we are getting ready to into the quote-unquote real world. This is as real as it gets. So Flint, I think, has made us more compassionate, given us a perspective of uh, how to do science and how you cannot do it in a vacuum. So it has enriched uh, both our scientific and, and, and human perspective of, of life. The Flint water study needed to act fast to prevent further lead poisoning in the Flint community, which means they did so without enough grant funding. Their out-of-pocket expenses were around $150,000, which they are now fundraising. You can donate to www.gofundme.com slash flintstudyvt. You can also make a donation that goes to lead filters and bottled water for those who can't afford it through the United Way of Genesee County. To learn more about Siddhartha Roy's experiences, as well as more about Mark Edwards's ethics class and Edwards's own experiences in both the Flint water crisis and a previous similar crisis in Washington, D.C., read the May-June 2016 issue of American Scientist magazine. The articles are freely available at americanscientist.org. I'm Katie Burke, and you've been listening to the American Scientist podcast.